0: Welcome to Purposely Catholic. This program is a critical part of how we assist parents with children in living up to their call to be the primary catechists and teachers of the faith in their homes. Over the course of our time together, we'll hear from Father Len McMillan and Father John Mosier as we discuss matters of the faith central to every Catholic family. Thank you for joining us. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, depends on one's viewing time. Before we begin, let me first welcome Father Len McMillan. Many of you have met him if you're parishioners at St. Pope St. Pius, if you are not a a parishioner of Pope St. Pius, you may have seen him out at Holy Family. He's there quite a bit, celebrated the Mass of the Holy Spirit to begin the year. It's my privilege to be here with Father Len as we begin this year, this continued uh, faith journey as families in the faith. Uh, This purposefully Catholic venue is an attempt to help share that faith, inform us all in our faith, provide some tools primarily for our parents as the catechists within their home. Father, would you lead us in prayer as we begin? Oh, yeah. In the
1: name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, our Father who, who art, art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we
0: forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We thought just in, in the terms of... Or in a, effort of housekeeping, just a brief orientation to the calendar. Each of the months through the year, beginning here in September as we start today, uh, then segueing into October, November, December, throughout the year, each of the months has a particular teaching theme or teaching point we want to concentrate on. We're going to continue to use the Family of Faith series. Uh, Those who participated last year are familiar with that product. It's a very good uh, faith formation tool that we're able to use along with some others. This year we're focusing on sacraments, teaching the sacraments, teaching their, their, their content, their history, uh, the importance of the sacramental life of the Church. And so in the month of September, it's generally an orientation to the basis of our Catholic faith, the Catholic home, the basic prayers that we share within our homes as, as an, and as individual Catholics, those we most often express in Mass or in adoration in our in our expressions of faith. The month of October is going to focus on God as the source of all life. It answers a question in that those, those sessions, what is the sacrament, again continuing to focus on sacraments. In November, we segue into a particular focus on sacraments of initiation. What are those? Well, we begin with baptism. We'll learn a great deal about that. Moving into December, the sacrament of confirmation, and then in January, source and summon of our faith the Sacrament of the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, the Passover Lamb, the Holy Mass, and the effects of the Eucharist in our life as we receive him. February, the Sacraments of Healing. I'm just clicking ahead here. March, the Sacrament of Anointing of the Sick. April, the Sacraments of Holy Orders and Matrimony. And then um, finally in May, well, actually we conclude in April, but in May it's the month of Mary, so we'll have an opportunity to bring those prayers we've learned through the course of the year into recognition and and veneration of her, our Blessed Mother. So as we begin this year of faith, this focus on the sacraments, Father, maybe there's some basics that we should look to first as we uh, begin this faith journey and as we continue our faith journey and as we prepare to focus on the fundamentals of our faith through the teaching of our homes.
1: Yeah, I think we need to start with the fact that our program is a little bit different that we want to emphasize the role of parents as catechists. And if you think about this, parents made a promise, a vow before God and an entire community that they would be the teachers of the faith to their children. When their children got baptized, the priest stands up there, deacon stands up and says, do you understand your obligations? You're obligated to teach this child the ways of God and the ways of love, to love God and neighbor as ourselves, ourselves. You took a vow to be the teachers, not just the parents alone, but with support. Um, you have the godparents, but also an entire community. But truth be known, it's the parents, not, no offense, the priests or the deacons, um, that are the first teachers of the f- faith. Um, and Moses makes a big deal about this. Like, he really drilled, you drill it into your parents, it's you people who teach it. So it's a first uh Parents, then entire community. And I love it when parents take this serious. And the thing about it is that you teach your children religion many ways. Mm-hmm. And just um, actually a couple days ago, somebody from my former parish was up here. And I was impressed with the kindness of what they said, where they said, You know, the father says, You shape my faith in ways that I've never really told you. You shape. At the most, and he said, "And you shape my children." Well, his children now are in their twenties, but when I knew him at Holy Apostles, they were um, more junior high. And he said, "You know, we would, um, on the way home, be discussing your homily, like what did he say? What?" And it became this whole. But here's the odd part: like I was kind of surprised in some of the messages that people had written, where oh, over breakfast we talked about your homily. But what I like about that is that. It wasn't really me. I was just saying something. And then the parents took it from there. So religion wasn't just something that uh, was at church. It was on the drive home. It was at the breakfast. The whole thing was catechetical. In the ways Morning, state, noon, and night. Yeah. It was just a constant living in the faith. And it was. It was just part of the discussion. So it may not have been like in theological language, but the theology was being delivered. And um, years ago, I was in McCall, when I was a priest in McCall, and I was at dinner with a family over at their house, and the kids are in their 20s, and they're starting to have children. And they said to their mother, as in a great homage to their mother, this uh, two of the daughters says, "Well, we want to be mothers like you. You were never pushy." And the mother truly was a very kind person. She says, "Well, actually, I was. You just didn't, you know, just didn't it. know it." <laughs> <laughs> when you would come home, I made sure I spent a lot of time listening. Um, so she says. Um, I would listen, and then I would tell you stories that you needed to hear. Okay. This behind this scene, I was freaking out that they said, what? Right. <laughs> but I didn't want to freak out. I wanted you to keep talking. Um, and then I would tell some story that I was hoping would shape you. Um, so she says, I was pushing my agenda. <laughs> but I was pushing my agenda through discussion. And in this odd way, I was thinking, that's actually a catechist she was forming her kids religiously and theologically through the problems of their lives um and so actually i like the idea of making religion part of family discussion Except this year it's going to be on the sacraments on but the you sacraments. can work the sacraments into everything even like um and talk about them and, and explore them what have you your kids have your kids and what do you talk about that um, some friends of mine um i don't think you ever met them the zimmermans um love them but from the, boise or mm-hmm. yeah i don't know them i don't think so uh so their two kids were going through our confirmation program but their kids lived in boise and they would have to drive clear out to meridian for convenience and i felt bad because that was a long drive and the mother catherine says no it actually turned out to be great because the two of them really bonded on that drive interesting and yeah they would drive <laughs> over together and then they'd drive back and um uh, they really bonded, but they would talk about confirmation, because confirmation is about who you are, what you're going to do, and um, the discussion was, she said, this theological discussion on the way home, because the oldest son, um, he's very aggressive, so he actually entered the military, loves it. She's not, she's the daughter is a dancer, but she said, you know, they discovered themselves and con- the theology of confirmation by, well, what gifts do you have, and what, like, just talking about their day became a theological catechesis. So you can make catechism an everyday thing. That is, I think, the role of the parents. um, To listen to your kids and discuss things and work the theology into it. In Um, a language that only the parents can know relative
0: to that child. Right. They know the child. They know the child. They know what
1: works, what stories work. Um, But all of life is catechetical. Like, I I repeat this line too much. and I always say, movies are modern-day pulpits. Mm. So I, I always love teaching classes on movie reflections. But movies are catechizing your kid. So you good or bad? Good or bad? In my opinion, it's bad. But <laughs> like today I was talking to a friend and. Um, the movie Little Mermaids came up, which mm-hmm. I know is one of your favorites. It's one of um, my favorites. Yeah. Classic, but every little—I—I I, I used to have a Little Mermaids mug, but <laughs> father wouldn't allow it in the studio. So. Get rid of the mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't—I don't know the movie that well either. Uh, not one of mine, but I know the movie plot. Right? Hate it. It wasn't anything like the original. But um, so I was talking to somebody on the phone this morning and she just happened to mention The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. she's a mother. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's a terrible movie. And she said, oh no, every little girl loves a movie. And I said, yes, every little girl needs to be taught that you need to lose your life and your family and your voice for a uh, man who's distant and unavailable. <laughs> very healthy message. <laughs> that is a very, and she said, well, I never thought about it that way. How the heck could you not think of it? Like, you have a daughter. Like, like it's good that they're entertained. Just, But like, I know know I'm getting weird, but have you ever thought that, well, wait a minute, even that movie's teaching your daughter something? So you should be saying, well, yeah, it's just a cute movie. But have you ever thought, well, the movie is teaching your daughter something. You better be teaching your daughter how to see. Well, that's not really true, is it?
0: I wonder, Father, you trigger a thought. How many here in America, at least, have learned to pray by viewing uh, Talladega Nights, the Thanksgiving meal scene if anyone's familiar with that movie reference because that so Wes is shaking his head yes thank you Wes for the affirmation because there's a there's a scene there with Will Ferrell as the one of the lead actors praying and if that's our engagement in prayer if that's how we pray it's a well, at least we're praying but the content of that prayer is uh is pretty uh pretty inappropriate for an actual authentic engagement with christ so yeah movies
1: do influence they do and so everything is catechetical family life is catechetical just on movies drags against the wall there i was watching a movie with my mother last year and it's actually a somewhat okay movie but it had kind of an anti-religious theme to it Mm -hmm. and the one place they had a crucifix was in the bad scene
0: Uh i said
1: you know they didn't they don't put that just accidentally. It's not like, well, that they just didn't even know that was in the shot. They knew it was in the shot. It was and I'm just intentionality. Saying, yeah. Um, if if you think catechesis is just in the classroom, Out you're of a, doing a dis- yeah. yeah, you're doing a disservice to your kids. Um, you should try and apply the faith to every real day situations in your life. And I know that seems like a tall order for parents, but it's not. Like I, I did have one... Uh, Actually, one parent said, well, I'm not really a teacher. Yes, you are. You really are. Every parent is a teacher, whether they know it or not. Uh, my dad, um, uh, he wanted us to read and love education. So, of course, he did have a PhD in history, but he had a lot of books, and he just wanted us to play with books. Um, sure. Just so that we'd the follow. the love of knowledge. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, or a parent teaches their kid how to greet somebody. Because I remember I was in junior high, and my dad was ticked off because he saw one of my friends. And he said, you know, yeah, I saw one of your friends. I went over and said hello to him, and he didn't even look me in the eye. He didn't offer his hand. And my dad was ticked. And he says, no, yeah. this is how you do it. Right. Like, Formation. And, yeah, you your form your kids sociologically, what they want. Um, uh, why wouldn't you do it religiously? You don't, my dad was not an expert on sociology, <laughs> or kids, to be honest. But he did. He had some basics. He taught the value of reading and how to socialize. Um, you don't have to be an expert. Now, this is what this discussion is going to be about for parents. That This is what I like about Perf's Catholic. Um, we'll teach the teachers. Right. On these programs. And everyone's qualified. Yeah. We'll give you the theological background of baptism or the Bible. And so we can do that. And then you just have to spark it in a way to bring it up to your kids. So uh, you don't have to be the expert. That's what we are. And part of the part of the
0: plan, Father, you you, uh, you inspire this thought. There will be throughout the year. That schedule will be published. You'll see the media out on the Pope St. Pius website, St. Thomas website. That will be available. We don't need to go through it. But inclusive in this effort are these uh, Sunday gatherings, family faith formation, family gatherings, and there's where these lessons learned can be shared. Where parents will be together in conversation to say, "This is." This is how what we're doing at mealtime, or this is what we're doing in the home. This is what our breakfast chat consists of before the kids head off to school, so that parents can learn from other
1: parents these best practices. What's that working, are making sense. What's working, but not just parents. Like because we're publicizing this. Yes, it's going to be the all whole of community, it, and especially any grandparents. Uh, I I want grandparents to watch this as well because yeah, grandparents bring up that oh you know in the theology of baptism. All of us are one. You yeah, know, I know that's a little too theological, but I want the whole community to be talking about baptism. We'll be talking about confirmation. Um, I was just at dinner last night with um, some people who kind of amazed me. Where do you see this? It was three generations of adults wow. around one table. Wow. Parent, grandparents, parents, and it was kind of interesting because um, like, I was thinking just about this whole subject because they're all together all around the table and the grandfather says without any sort of shame and embarrassment yeah i get up get up before and he really loved so i get up before her i sit in that chair and i read the readings and i say the rosary every morning and i was thinking how weird would it be to be an adult adult grandchild and no well yeah my grandparents pray every morning i grew up yes, with my Grandpa's grandfather chair, yeah that's what happens in the morning in the morning um <laughs> that is catechesis. what a model of the faith yeah. yeah that is catechesis and they did this interesting study psychologically on who practices their religion it's kind of odd but if all you do is talk about religion but never apply it to daily situations you're really teaching your kids how to become a hypocrite okay that religion is just about discussion it's, it's this game uh, of appearances but people who actually see parents and grandparents actually practicing their religion are more likely to practice it. Um, otherwise, if it's just... It's not applying, Yeah, if it's, it's just... abstract. If this is it, a classroom yeah. discussion, then it's distant. So yeah, parents and grandparents are the first teachers of the faith. We here will help teach you, like help them up. Uh, so we're the ones. And speaking of prayer, that's one of the things this month we're was focusing on. Yeah. in September, just three prayers—not not that much. Um, that seems achievable. It is achievable, uh, you know, with parents, and it gets them involved. So, and in inviting the all of us to in, in, encourage that, and engage
0: in that. Um, but, but those three prayers, Father, maybe we be, begin there and and understand why they're important, and, and then invite. The families and us as a family of faith, together in our parish communities, to be encouraging all of
1: us engaged to be engaged in prayer. So it is. Did kind of surprise me at Holy Apostles of kids that didn't know like the Our Father, or so we just actually had to create this list of checking it off. Like, do you know this? Yeah. But really, it shouldn't have been some stranger doing that. Right. Like, that always struck me as really strange. Some stranger is like that. Just sounds seemed always cold to me. Shouldn't we make it the parents and grandparents who just make sure your kids know these three prayers? Um, and it's a practice. That it's a practice. And even like, um, it just remind me of this, when I was at Holy Apostles, um, this guy was walking the foyer, so seems kind of strange. So I went over and greeted him, and he says, yeah, yeah, I'm here for such a funeral. And I said, oh, well, you're here early because it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you are way ahead of time. Yeah. So just, I was just shooting the breeze a little bit with him, and yeah. he was funny. And so he said, "Oh, I guess I better come back tomorrow because we do lock up." Um, so anyway, I was talking to him. I was just impressed what a, a active Catholic he was Loving in his parish, even out his of, moving no,
0: out no, faith. Yeah.
1: And I was really impressed. Like, wow, you're really a very active Catholic. And he says, well, I wasn't for many years. And I said, really? And I said, what brought you back? Because I always want people to come back to the Catholic Church. Right. And he said, my grandparents. Wow. Now, clearly, he, I like, your grandparents? And he said, yeah, when I was growing up, I would see my grandparents be praying. And he said, in his 20s, he got a little lost. In his 30s, he got deep into loss. And then he just woke up kind I of remembered. one day And he said, yeah, um... My life's not working out that well. How come I can't? Wouldn't it be great to go back to my grandparents? How can I fix this? Yeah. And he said, Yeah, ah, you know, they had religion. And, and he said, Yeah, I came back to the church and I'm happier than ever. Rediscovered. So he said, yeah. He said, yeah. Oh, what saved me was my grandmother. That model faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, and here's the thing like, so I want a whole community to know, help educate their kids, mm-hmm. but it is the first teachers. Theologically, you took vows. You promised, promised this. Yeah. Um, it's not that hard. Like I, I'm a big fan of Celtic spirituality, the fifth century, and, mm-hmm. and it was a whole village that catechized uh, the kids. Not they didn't have catechetics classes. No books. But yeah, no <laughs> books. Um, but Celtic spirituality is real interesting. It's communal, so it's a whole village, and it, The Celts had all these memorized prayers, Mm. Um, all these memorized prayers that just growing up, you would know what they are Um, because you would hear people say them. When you saw a sunrise, you'd say one prayer. When you blew out a candle, you'd say another prayer. And it just became part of the fabric of the whole village that knitted people together. And for hundreds of years, uh, the whole village would know this. Um, It was ancestral, passed down. This is what we do. This is how we worship. The the I Jews did the exact same thing. Jews the Shema, had, yeah. yeah, the Shema, exactly. the, the barakah they all have the same pattern, um, and whole generations learned it at home. Mm. So that's why Moses hits. Know that you are the te- you parents, the whole community, but parents bind them to your kids. So we'll be we studying the sacraments, which of course love studying the sacraments, but for parents who worry, well, I'm not an expert, well. This sounds kind of strange. Even studying the sacraments will tell you the history and what they mean and maybe gives you some ideas. Um, but studying script uh, sacraments are a way of studying Scripture. Because, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, what came first? scripturally based. What I mean. came first, yeah. Yeah. Bible or sacraments? Right. right? <laughs> the sacraments came before the Gospels. Um, so, you know, uh, don't get hung up on, well, I don't know the Bible or any of that stuff. That's what we're here for. We'll teach you, and you teach your kids. So. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: What are some of the primaries you'd want us to look at, Father, to guide us to say these are the these are the fundamentals? You know, you gave a homily at uh, the Holy Family. You referenced Vince Lombardi, and uh, you, Vince Lombardi was famous for his basics, the basics of the sport of football, in this case, American football. But what are some basic prayers in that? In that spirit of Vince Lombardi, and more importantly, in, in, in acknowledgement of Christ our Savior, what are some basic prayers we just have to know? We uh, just have to know.
1: We're just asking the parents to know the basic prayers of uh, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be. And included in that, actually, prayers at meals. Okay, um, that's prayers at meals are. I mean. Let's pray for these blessings. Religion religion started around a meal. And the Jews have the saying that uh, anybody who eats a meal without being thankful is insulting God. Which I always, I think about that when I eat, because sometimes even I forget to say my grace. And isn't, certainly in this
0: era, no different than others perhaps, but it... Let's consider ourselves in a scenario where a lot of people today, because of necessity of schedule, may be taking a meal out. They're in a restaurant, they're in a public venue, public setting. Isn't that an appropriate place with parents to pray with their children in an open scene? Because then the the child is seeing that faith is being affirmed in confidence by the parents. We are praying for this meal. Hmm. And we needn't be uh, too overly concerned with what the world observes relative to prayer. If we believe we're thankful for this meal, then it's okay to pray in a public setting for this meal. You don't need to stand up and start chanting something in the restaurant. That may be a little out of whack. That makes it more about
1: you than the thanks. But to pause and give thanks seems appropriate. I I agree. Well, it's appropriate, I think, for two reasons. One, I grew up with a harsh father from Butte. (laughs) His big thing is you will not be a coward. There you Um, go you will not be a coward we have this is our values you're going to be stubborn I don't own care. your faith yeah I, own your faith you're not going to be embarrassed about anything why should you be embarrassed um good message so that's <clears throat> wow that's my slant why why would you the other thing is like i love positive psychology uh which is the study of why are some people happy <laughs> <laughs> I and others and here, not, yeah. Yeah, and others not. Like that's really interesting. Yeah. But here's the thing, the more and more positive psychology has just found that like they wouldn't put it this way, but the basic for me is wow, religion works. Or the practice of religion makes you happy. So um one thing they found is to give you an example, this is a really big one. Gratitude. Okay. That practices of gratitude, uh, Makes people happier. So you take two groups and you say, listen, uh, once a day, just name three things you're happy about. Then after a year, that group versus the other group, they test out always more happy and less depressed. So you want to get to happy, learn gratitude. Start being grateful. Gratitude around meals increases. So think about this. Uh, that's a thousands of years old for Catholics and Jews. That no, that's where you give gratitude. And when they study primitive religions, religion started around gratitude for meals. Now I know that's just psychological I have today's and I'm yeah, alive for today. Let's start with that. And and, the basics. Uh, so I was uh, at actually pizza with um, this family from Sun Valley, mm-hmm. and uh, this little family, young family, uh, really enjoyed them. So I loved how they said grace. So. Before they said grace, before they ate, each kid had to go around and say three things that they were happy for that day. Wow. And then they said it's grace. It's being modeled for to... the kids. I know. Being and modeled. I thought, oh my, <laughs> talk, talk about Eucharistic. But I thought, wow, you know, A, love how grace and you find out what's going on and the kids learn to share, but more importantly, you're setting them up for happiness. Mm. And you've combined happiness and spirituality. So... Okay, so my point being is that, wow, let's set your kids up for happiness. Don't say, well, at church, they have to learn their prayers. Well, why shouldn't you say it around the meal? Why shouldn't you make a meal uh, a long term way of anchoring them to happiness? So, yeah, Our Father, Hail Mary, glory, glory be, be. And regularly say prayers around mealtime. Another family, it, um, they had the, this funny, funny, they had all boys. Funny uh, prayer that they would say, but they would sing it, and they would sing it to the tune of uh, Superman. Okay. even <laughs> <laughs> uh, they stopped when they were teenagers and just switched to prayers. But it was kind of fun that the boys loved to pray. But I love the idea also of not just saying your prayers that you're grateful for the meal, but. I have to say, if I was a father of a young family, I would do what the Sun Valley family did. Okay, everybody share three things that you're grateful for. And then before we eat, we're all going to say grace. Like right? If you grow up with that, you, they they have that. It's
0: written into their heart.
1: It's written into their being. Their being. And is, they have tested out. Those people that practice that you're gonna be positive. test out happier. Yeah. Well. So we want happy, holy kids and yes... In the Parents, you can do this. We're here to help you. Amen. So.
0: Amen. Father, right. thank you for this uh, brief introduction for the year. Again, you'll see from Wes and from Carla Laux, who's now the new faith formation director over at, at St. Thomas, you'll see the media out on our various parish websites that provides the details and the schedules. And we're just so grateful for the, the team, Wes, yourself here in person, Carla, who's not here, uh, the extended team that makes this happen. Uh, Father, it's a privilege for me to uh, learn and observe from you as well, a priest of great experience here in our diocese. Well, then let's just
1: close with a prayer. Let's do okay. that. So, I tell you what, if you know this prayer, I'm not really sure if you know this prayer, join with me. So, Amen. Spirit. Spirit. Glory be to, to the, the Father, and to the, the Son, Son, and to, to, the, the, Son, Son, and to, to the, the Holy Spirit. The as it was, was in the beginning, Spirit, is, is now, and, now, and, it and shall be, be
0: the without, without end. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Father. For sure, today. I, but I have to say one thing. Please, I actually messed up that prayer. You did. <laughs>
1: I did. This that was, was but,
0: embarrassing, but it was intentional because now we get to review yeah. it.
1: Thank
0: yeah. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> we ran that play wrong
1: just so we could do it right. There you go. All right. God bless. See you later.